0: Hello and welcome to Episode 3 of Yollywoodland. I am Rudy Jones.
1: And I'm Mike Morgan. We are joined today by Marcus Rosentrader, the animation director of TV's Archer.
0: You may also know him as the co-director from the documentary feature Limo Ride, which just finished its festival run and is available on iTunes and Amazon. He joins us to discuss his vacation habits in the alligator state, Florida.
1: Really getting down to the nitty gritty today. We're going to find out all about what it means to be
0: a Florida man.
1: A Florida man.
0: All this and more on episode three of Yollywoodland.
1: All right. So here we are with Marcus Rosentrader. Hello. I'm Marcus Rosentrader. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, Marcus. Hi,
1: Rudy. <laughs> we are in the studio to talk about the sunshine state. That's right. Florida. Next week I'm going to Fort
2: Myers, Florida. And I go there every year because my in-laws have a timeshare there. Mm. So, like if people might tell you not to do a timeshare, my my in-laws are the model of why you should because
1: they do it right. They, get they the do it
2: right. Worth. They got the timeshare, they've had it for like over 25 years. And you know, so my wife Mary Beth and her sister grew up having the same vacation every year down at the beach at Fort Myers.
0: Is there a timeshare of the fort itself?
2: Oh, man. (laughs) Now this vacation is going to be horrible. I wish I was in the fort.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to, yeah.
2: But, like, I'm imagining, like, an old treehouse, not like a fort, like a treehouse fort.
1: So how many uh, timeshare vacations have you been on?
2: I went on my first Fort Myers timeshare vacation in 2004. I think I missed a year, so using math and and not having gone this year, that's
1: twelve, eleven. That checks 11 out. Eleven times. <laughs> <I'm> getting <laughs> I don't getting know. confirmation from Paul over there. Yeah. Please email in the answer. What yeah. You
0: think? <laughs> uh, Paul ran it through the computer. It's, it checks out.
1: Okay. How many times well, do you think Marcus has been to Florida? Send us a, a message number? on Facebook to let us know. Oh, that's better. We we would say tweet us, but we don't have a Twitter
2: yet. <laughs> you guys got some good social strategy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Engagement. <laughs> um, so it, you go to the timeshare, and what is your favorite thing to do in Florida?
2: I like to watch westerns with my father-in-law, which is doesn't have anything to do with Florida, but it's just that's my time to watch western movies. But I, you know, I'm from Colorado, so I don't. The beach is like a thing. It's cool. It's a, it's a thing that's out there. But I'm not like a beach person.
0: You're, you're a mountain man.
2: I'm a mountain man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand this water. Test. What is what's happening with this water? What is the sand? Why is like, this water all salty? <laughs> like Anakin Skywalker. Um, I don't like sand. But I, so I like to go out on the beach. But like an hour is like my max usually, maybe two, and then I just have to go inside in the air conditioning.
0: So you're not coming back all golden brown?
2: No, not on purpose.
0: Yeah. So you have a son. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like your experience of Florida has changed since you've become a father?
2: It's cool that he likes the beach right now. And it's fun to watch him like play in it. But so not really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you still not don't don't engage with the ocean. Yeah,
2: I like to go out there and but you know, it's that's more for for Her, Mary Beth, Mm -hmm. like she really loves that he loves the water. When we go to Colorado, then it's like, let's smash these logs. You know, let's like break, break twigs and climb on stuff like that's, that's more fun for me. Anyway.
0: That's a nice middle image. You and your son just out in the woods, smashing stuff. Just smashing stuff.
1: So have you, uh, have you been to Florida on other occasions? Not on the annual timeshare. Oh,
2: yes. Oh, yes. My first time to Florida was when I was maybe in fifth or sixth grade. I don't know how that lines up with ages anymore. It's kind of a weird thing. Sure. I think that's still the 11 or 12. Is it? Okay. So I was 11 or 12 one time. And- Provided
0: you didn't get held back.
2: Oh, I didn't, <laughs> no. And, but then there's also, yeah, like people are born in the summer. And right. So
0: mm. I
2: have a June birthday. and I think it was on the late end because... Like I was turning, I turned 18 after graduation, for example.
1: Okay. So like
2: I was. So we'll just go ahead and say you're 11 and a half. Okay. I was 11 and a half.
0: <laughs> you're 11 or
2: I, I maybe just turned 11, let's say. Okay. It was that summer and I went with my, my grandma and grandpa and uncle and he, <laughs> he was good at horseshoes. So he was going on this like horseshoe tour. <laughs> Does
0: pretty, he play professionally? Great.
2: I don't know if it was a professional or just like... He's just on the circuit, as we say. Yeah, he, he was like on the circuit.
0: Shark people and like and get like, money.
2: I don't know if it's a circuit because it's com- it's not complete. It's a horseshoe shape, you know, so it's... Oh, like, <laughs> the, the, this, the horseshoe circuit is actually horseshoe shape. It's just kind of a... It, it's got to be, right? As it should be. Yeah. It's a U. Anyway, the first stop was like in St. Louis and we had a little match there, I guess. And then the other one was going to be in Stone Mountain. So we came to Stone Mountain. That was also my first time at Stone Mountain. And I saw the laser lights. Seminal experience there.
0: You probably saw the old laser light show too, which was especially uh, offensive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I was aware of that. The only thing I took away from that Stone Mountain show was there was a kid having a dream. And there was a monster, like, chasing him. And he, like, was able to be, like, a lucid dreamer in a moment and was like wait a minute this is my dream and he like turned and chased the monster and i was just like that's i don't know like did you apply
0: that to your own life
2: i I guess like it's sort of seeped in over time that you know you can kind of control your situation not my dreams i still haven't been able to do that
1: yeah it's that's something i've wanted to do too i can lucid have you read any books or tried it i have i in fact wrote a paper on it in college oh called methods for induction to lucid dreaming. Oh, no way. I want to hear about it. By Mike this. Morgan. Basically, I What's just read method? a book about it and then just did a book report on it. Was uh, the method like recording your dreams? Yeah, regularly? you, know, you got to do a lot of dream journaling. You got to you got to like affirm your existence as you go to sleep. you like repeat to yourself, the next experience that I have will be a dream and I will be the master of it. Oh, man. There's more to it than that. The one part I remember reading about was you
2: train yourself to question what's happening around you. So, like, you'll even use, like, real life. Like, you'll look at the clock and you'll be like, is that really telling me the time or is it just, like, random
1: shapes? Mm -hmm. And you, like, have to, like, actually challenge your mind to, like, hey, figure this out. And think about it during your waking life, too. Right. Too train yourself to be ready to question the reality around you in the dream realm. So, see, that visit to
2: Stone Mountain still applicable.
0: <laughs> that might now, be the greatest thing Stone Mountain's ever done for <laughs> anyone.
2: It was definitely better than the time I visited and, like, they were showing important historical figures from the region. And it was like Martin Luther King. And it was like, yay. And it was like Kenny Rogers. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Woo. And Ric Flair was there twice. <laughs> All right, so we got a little sidetracked by Stone Mountain, which is not the first time that's happened. Mm.
0: I could see Stone Certainly. Mountain in Florida, though. It's got some Florida vibes. Yeah, yeah, it, f- vibes. it fits into that
1: trip, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a good so, primer
2: for Florida. Yeah. Right. So the reason we went to Florida was because since we were already coming to Stone Mountain, uh, I have an aunt that lives in Kissimmee, or Kissimmee. I'm not sure what it should be. It's not kiss me though. It's not kiss me, no.
0: I mean, I'm sure that's what they meant, though.
2: Probably, probably but it's like a little suburb of Orlando. We did Disney that year, and I think we just did Disneyland, or Disney Magic Kingdom, as they call it, and it was awesome. That's
0: the one with the castle?
2: That's the one with the castle, yeah. That one's like the replica, or it's like similar to Disneyland, if that was all Disneyland was. It's just like the castle and like the classic rides. Yeah, classic Disney experience. Didn't make it to Epcot that, that. I don't think we did. Maybe we got in a car wreck too. I don't remember where, Texas, maybe, on the way back. Oh, man. I thought it was, like, my fault because I was playing with the radio, but it wasn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The insurance company didn't (laughs) hold you at fault.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well,
1: he's only 11 and a half, so. (laughs) So, Uh, that was my first time in Florida. So, your first Florida experience, as it is from probably many Americans, a trip to Disney. Yeah. It's got to be.
0: Did you, uh, was the alien experience there when you were there?
2: I, th- I don't think that was there till I went in 2000. Okay. And it was awesome. Where it like blows hair on the back of your neck yeah. and stuff? or blows, uh, air <laughs> yeah. on your hair. On it your blows neck. the hair it on your neck. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it's there. <laughs> yeah, that was a transformative experience for me when I was a kid. We went to that when I was about 10 and it was the first time I think I really like had a fear of death and you're stuck in the seat. And, um, it was so unbelievably scary. That ride was incredible. And, like, aliens loose. If, if you're not familiar, it's essentially, like, you're watching um, them, like, contain this alien, and they're, like, telling you about how, like, it's dangerous. And then, It's like, like
2: a ring ar- Like, the seating area is like a ring around, like, a center.
0: Yeah. It's almost nozzle. like a surgical theater or yeah, something.
2: Yeah, right, right.
0: And then it gets loose, and then, like, it's, like, wings are batting air down on you, and then it's, like, spitting on you, and you're stuck in the seat, and... It
2: would do the stereo thing, so it would, like... um you know, you had a audio on your right and left, and the sound in the air would kind of, like, move down the row, so you could hear people screaming and reacting, almost like the wave at a stadium, like, coming towards you,
1: like, <laughs> oh,
0: no, it's coming. Yeah.
2: And it might stop on you and, like, crunch a little longer or something. Uh. Yeah. Sounds really good.
1: Sounds horrific.
0: Yeah. They got rid of that ride because it was way too scary. Is that why? Yeah. It was originally supposed to be based on Alien the movie, which is (laughs) already so scary. Good Disney content. Yeah. Great family fun. And so they toned it down a little bit. And I don't think they toned it down enough. And now it's like a Lilo and Stitch thing where it's like maybe he it feels like he hugs you or something. I don't know. You
2: know what? I did do that one years later. I did do the Lilo, Lilo and Stitch.
0: Was it scary? No. Okay. Good. Good to <laughs> but
2: know. It, but but it not only was it not scary, but it also wasn't as impressive as it can be for like a family friendly thing. There's a there used to be a Muppets 3D one where it was similar.
0: Muppets 40.
2: 40. Okay. Yeah. 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 Where the, like rats get loose and they're like spraying hair on your
1: ankles. Yeah. yeah. Spraying. Air. Spraying hair. <laughs> on your hair. Why is <laughs> Disney always spraying hair on? It's know. disgusting. It's really Disturbing.
0: Uh, that experience scared my grandmother really bad. She, like, climbed up in her chair <laughs> during the Muppets 4D experience.
2: Uh, it would be fun to have a um, surveillance footage of that.
0: Experience. I love, yeah, watching people be scared is probably one of my favorite
1: things. That was always my favorite part of the Netherworld haunted house was they had like, an arcade machine that you put in a quarter, and it just has one big button on it. And... On the screen is a part of the haunted house where people are walking through and you push that red button and something jumps out at them oh where a the camera goodness. is and they just like and you see them respond to what you, you to did scare to scare people. them. So I imagine that you get scared before
2: you find out about the button.
1: Yeah. So you go through so you're not anticipating it. And it done. either happens to you or it doesn't, depending on whether somebody is at the control. That is time. a really smart idea.
2: That's yeah. amazing. Good job, Netherworld. Yeah. Taking it This podcast is sponsored by Netherworld?
1: Not yet. (laughs) Okay.
0: One day. Netherworld,
1: we'll see you in October.
0: (laughs) Uh, So you've been to Kissimmee. You've been to the Disney places. But Fort Myers is where your your heart is in Florida? Uh,
2: That's where I go most often, I guess. Or Tampa, where my in-laws live. But there's other really cool things that aren't Orlando in Florida. So like Sarasota, for example, they have an aquarium there and that aquarium has the only on display giant squid in the United States it's dead <laughs> but
1: it's the only place you can see one above water <laughs> was it was it always dead no, no i mean did incro- they tell you it's
0: dead incorrect. or like <laughs>
2: no. pretend it's you're very aware that it's dead nobody has to tell you i don't think they didn't have to tell me maybe well, you're, perceptive. Maybe they let some you're people. perceptive <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> they let some people down gently. Like, I just want you to know um, it's no longer with us. It's been <laughs> gone for about 34 years. <laughs>
0: and it's your fault because you were changing the radio station.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I went through a phase of being really interested in, like, giant squid and the oceans. So we went and saw that I, it ha- she has a name, too, like Bessie or something. It's got to be Bessie, of course. Sure. So that's in Sarasota. That's cool. It's called the Mort more Mort Museum. I don't remember what it is. is.
0: It all dead fish.
2: No, no, the aquarium is like an actual like it's great. <laughs> you
0: said Mort, it's so like
2: I a, thought oh it
1: like, like it's like a French fit dead fish
2: <laughs> museum. <laughs> it's actually not even called Mort. That was just my guess. It's called something else. Mort fine
1: aquarium in Sarasota. Yeah, and then St Augustine
2: is a cool place. Have you been there?
1: I have. Yeah, I've been there. I went there as a youth. Went to the. uh the as youth. Like youth. <laughs> youth being a <laughs> word for a young person. I went there with my family and we visited the Fountain of Youth. I don't know about that. I don't remember that. Is that as why you youth. look so young? It is probably. I did partake of the waters.
2: Fountain for our in. listeners, uh, Mike looks like he's about 11 and a half <laughs> years old.
0: Uh, with the fountain, do you just like stick your face in it or is they like give you a cup of water?
1: Um, as I recall, they you can view... The fountain, uh, which is kind of just like a cavernous, bubbling ordeal. And then you can purchase bottled waters from it.
0: What did it taste like?
1: It tasted very sulfuric, like most water in Florida. Oh, I've yeah. heard if you describe the taste, you lose the power. <laughs> That's right. Oh. oh, crap. Oh, no,
2: I'm turning into an old man now.
0: Yeah, Mike's withering away.
2: But it was also an Illuminati person that told me that. So I don't. You never know if you can trust those guys.
0: Well, you have friends in the Illuminati?
2: No. Oh, you just know
0: someone.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all do.
0: They're all living in Florida, right? I don't know. That's where their pyramid is.
2: Yeah.
1: So what do you like about San Augustine?
2: Well, uh, it's the oldest Western civilization in the United States of America. So I, I, don't, I guess it was um, one of those Spanish guys. Yeah, it was founded
1: by uh... Marco Polo.
0: Ponce de Leon?
1: I think it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it that yeah, you're right. Ponce de Leon, actually. It's actually pronounced Ponce de Leon.
0: You guys all just said the same thing, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and the but the fort is made out of coquina. Is that how you say it? It's like shell, basically like shells. <laughs> oh, not like.
0: Mike and I just leaned in because we were thinking of something else. Yeah, I thought yeah.
2: you were doing a it, Scarface impression. It doesn't hold up in the rain very well,
1: it <laughs> sort of dissolves it's away. Popular. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very popular just, destination.
2: Yeah, a lot of return uh, visitors. I think it's called Coquina. Coquina. Like I'm imagining C O C H I N A. Okay, so. I, I don't know if that's how it's said, but it's basically made out of shell dirt, like so it's, dirt. Bricks. It's kind of like a, shell bricks. It's like a shell, a tabby of shells, if you will. Yeah, I, w- I will. All right. And, um, but what was cool about it was that when they would like fire cannons at it, cannonballs would just get stuck in the side. They would just kind of like hit, but this coquina, it wouldn't like shatter. It would just kind of like absorb the. So who was firing the cannons at the coquina? You know, I don't know. Like maybe it was the French. Okay. <laughs> the DEA. It was the DEA. It had lots of.
0: All this right. is the first one, okay? There
2: weren't even drugs back then.
0: So are the um, clean. are the is there like artillery and stuff still embedded in the fort?
2: Sure, I don't know. I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. We didn't say you're the Florida expert.
1: Just <laughs> that you like Florida.
0: Yeah, you're just a guy who's been to Florida.
1: I've been to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you didn't even say that you liked it all that much. <laughs> just been
2: there. I will just say that my it, impression of Florida has changed dramatically since that first visit. I thought Florida was this amazing place, like a Hawaii. Where everything is magical and there's palm trees everywhere and there's no uh, decay or.
1: Mickey you know, Mouse brings you
2: pancakes. Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that the, it wasn't like, oh, um, I guess the Southern Reconstruction happened here too, kind of thing. You know, there's a lot of dilapidated areas of Florida where lots of fun things happen with bath salts and um, alligators.
0: Yes, Florida is a place that has like pretty strong like regional identities. Like Central Florida is so different than the Panhandle or Miami or Orlando, even.
1: It feels like a lot of different places. Florida also kind of doesn't, to a lot of people anyway, it feels like not the South in the way that you think of, you know, the rest of the Southern states. Yeah, it doesn't really feel
2: included in like when you say, the Deep South. Like, yeah, but
1: if you go to you know Central Florida, it very much feels like the Deep South.
0: Yeah, it feels like South Georgia,
1: mm-hmm. or even North. Yeah, North Florida, I think feels that way some too.
0: Mm.
2: But but it's weird because the the coast, you know, if you kind of make like a hundred mile deep country, if you made a country out of the just the coast and it was, and it would be like just like a hundred miles in all the way around the Gulf Coast. That they all have a lot more in common with each other than you know,
1: further inland in any of those places. So you're talking about this uh, this, this U-shaped Horseshoe region uh, surrounding oh. the, court, the, the coast here.
0: Bringing it back around, but not all the way. Wow. <laughs> this uh, is
1: incredible.
0: <laughs> so, yes. I actually don't know where Fort Myers is. I don't know where, uh, yeah. I don't think I know where anything in Florida is. It,
1: it occurred to me also that I is it, I don't even know
2: which coast it's so. on. Fort Myers is on the Gulf Coast, and it's About two hours south of Sarasota, which is like. Good
1: ways down there. Where is it in relation
0: to to Panama City,
2: really, is all I know. Okay, so Panama. Okay, okay, yeah. So Panama City's on the panhandle. So, like, following from Texas over, you know, you've got like New Orleans, and then you've got like Mississippi, Biloxi, I think, and then Mobile, and then Pensacola. So, we're traveling east here. Pensacola. Along
1: I 10, I believe.
2: That's right. And then Destin and Fort Walton, that kind of area. is Panama City must be east of there then. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. And then it's a whole lot of like nothing until you get to like Tallahassee. And by that point, you're like inland and you got to go south on 75. Once you start going south on 75, you're no longer in the panhandle part of Florida. You're in the, the, uh, the part that kind of dangles off. You know, I've heard it referred to in some not-so-flattering not ways.
1: Uh, I remember on The Simpsons, it was referred to as America's Wang. <laughs> that's, that's... We can just leave it... We can but, probably leave it at that. It's something like that.
2: <laughs> so as you travel down the vein of the Wang... Oh <laughs> i just thinking aloud here. The main vein. Main vein. <laughs>
0: so 75 is the main vein of... Uh,
2: I mean, 95 course. might be mad about that. Okay, but one of the two is definitely the main vein. And... <laughs> you would encounter first Gainesville and then Tampa. There's probably some smaller cities that are really offended right now that we're skipping over. And then St. Petersburg, Tampa are kind of the same. Sarasota, Fort Myers, Naples, and then like Swamp. And there's no more like cities. You'd have to like cross over to Miami at that point and then down to the Keys.
0: So it's a long drive. Do you drive every time you go there?
2: Most times, yeah. And we will be driving. Well, usually we stop in Tampa. We leave Friday night. We stay in Tampa with my in-laws, and then we all go Saturday to Fort Myers.
0: Because you live in Atlanta, just to...
2: Yeah, I live here in Atlanta, home of Yollywood Film Festival.
0: Nice plug.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, I was curious about your connection to Florida, and I was interested when you brought it up because I remember you or formerly did the uh, Contraband Cinema. Our listeners might not be familiar with that. Is a It was a micro-cinema here in Atlanta that would exhibit experimental films. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good rundown of what you guys did, right? That's it, yeah. And you did a show at iDrum? Are you talking about the Florida show? I am talking about the Florida oh. show.
2: The filmmaker uh, of that show is a friend of mine named George Kozlinski, and I met him by going to Indie Grits and I would see his films and he is from Florida and he he has three films in particular that are kind of a Florida trilogy. And, um, the first one is kind of about, it's called the sunshine. I think it's called sunshine state. And it's about, um, kind of playing with two ideas of tourism and colonialism and talking about how Florida is more defined by external forces Usually monetary like changing it to look a certain way or imposing on it, and so he kind of looks at what is it Ponce de leon pont no, it's Ponce de leon, okay that's right and and Walt Disney and you know the Wikiwatchy mermaids and different kinds of thing, and how they're how they impact Florida over time mm-hmm. and together what they mean a Flagler Flagler is a good example that guy's done some things to Florida. And then he made a, a film about sort of immigrant workers and working in the citrus fields. I don't know if that's what you'd call them. Or, the orange orchard. groves, Orchard. Orchard. Or Grove. 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 Yeah. Orange Groves. Sounds more tropical. Um, that one is more kind of like a straight-ahead documentary about their lives and what they experience. And then the third one, which we showed at this event, was called Last Stop Flamingo. Ah, uh, yes. Because at the very, very, very bottom of Florida is one of the last untouched beaches of Florida. It's called, I guess it's Flamingo Beach or something. So he makes a trek to go down there and visit it to shoot the very last roll of Kodachrome because they stopped processing Kodachrome as a Super 8 film uh, technology stock. I don't know the words, the terminology for it. Anyway, so he set out to do that and in the process like, went through Miami to visit his grandfather and found this old undeveloped district. I don't know if you would call it a, um, cult. I don't know if you call it a cult, but a, an intentional community that was formed down there, but around their own kind of religion. This was maybe a hundred years ago that kind of fell apart and there's a museum dedicated to it, but there also is like a new establishment being built or like there wasn't, there's was all these, um, areas of the land that were like plowed to be developed, but then the development stopped. And so it's looking at again, like the real estate and different things that are trying to take over Florida and marching towards all these, all these forces are marching towards that undeveloped section of Florida. So anyway, it was a, it I really loved that documentary and and
1: I love George. And it was, yeah, we had a show about Florida. So your connection to Florida in that instance was just the man behind the films. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: I, I think they were interesting to me because I could made, it made for good table talk with my in-laws, you know. Are you guys aware of the of all the massacre of the Native Americans here, mm-hmm. and how the Native Americans joined with freed slaves to fight off, the, you know,
1: America? It's just it's great Taylor Great oh, yeah. dinner guest. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great Florida dinner guest. I, I remember uh, vaguely there that movie exploring the the swamp ape. Yeah, skunk ape. Skunk ape. Yeah. There's the skunk ape. Is uh, a mythical beast that uh, lives in the cryptid that's your okay that's your ideology a mythical beast yeah mythical of there's course there's a
2: there's a man that the filmmaker encounters in florida that gives skunk ape tours where you get on his four-wheeler and you drive out and you look for the skunk
0: ape you put your arms around his waist <laughs>
2: yeah he's got long hair Yeah, pay
0: extra
1: <laughs> for that the skunk ape tours skunk ape tours another florida thing it's a very very Florida thing. I think it's it's basically a bigfoot. Yeah, I yeah, the Florida bigfoot. And I think it has a very strong odor. Yeah, that's right. It's a yeah, smelly, you kind of smell it first. A smelly swamp beast. Just a big hairy a,
2: man monkey beast. Decidedly mammal. Link. But he's you know he probably has to have some like Spanish moss like hanging off. Sure. You know and probably
1: some block. Probably carries some block. Yeah, maybe like a straw hat. This Florida sun is unforgiving. It is.
0: You've yeah. got a drink at a koozie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, a Turvis, a Turvis oh, cup. Okay. Got a Turvis. Yeah, There you go.
0: Florida films are something that I'm personally interested in, and just kind of like the history of entertainment with Florida is super interesting. Because for films, like there's this like strange tradition of really weird horror movies from Florida. There's like Herschel Gordon Lewis movies mm. and. I think it isn't like children shouldn't play with dead things from Florida. I don't even know what that is. That sounds <laughs> yeah. really great. It's a real – I have a lot of movies on tape from Florida. But also like Vernon, Florida. It's like one of my favorite Oh, yeah, movies. yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like an interesting slice of life documentary about these people who live in – I guess it's central Florida. It's
2: like the Florida man before there was like Florida man.
0: I recently heard that it's not that people in Florida are more criminal than other people. It's that they release their police blotters more frequently or, like, those records are more available. And so that is why that, like, Florida man thing has perpetuated a friend of ours, Max Hogan, once made a joke that Florida is the home of the highest instances of man riding bike on highway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that really makes me laugh.
1: That is, I, I recall, like when you said that, I, I like, can picture seeing people on bicycles on the highway. Yeah, you
0: yeah. got nice yeah. flat highways. So
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: And then the other thing, too, have you ever been to Jupiter, Florida?
2: I have been to Jupiter, Florida.
0: What is it like?
2: There's this giant, like, cloud of red gas and just spinning you know forever
0: (laughs) do you know what jupiter florida is known for
2: no i don't i'm just i mean i've been there but i don't know
0: uh jupiter florida is known is like famous for being where um like barnum and bailey and carnivals would winter um, so there's like a lot of people who were like sideshow performers and stuff who retired to Jupiter, Florida. Okay. Um, there's an episode of X-Files that takes place there. Okay. I was always really fascinated with carnivals and stuff when I was a kid. And so imagining this swampy oasis for sideshow performers was something that was really yeah like endearing to me, I guess.
2: I didn't realize that was there because I know that the museum – the Barnum and Bailey like Museum and like head- and like where their headquarters was, I think it's on either Fort Myers or Sarasota, I'm mixing them up. But so I didn't realize that they like camped out in Jupiter. Yeah. That's where they go to retire.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of them retire. I think that's also where the like lobster boy murders happened and stuff. Oh my goodness. So anyways.
2: Florida. <laughs> but that's interesting you say that they published their records, you know, because like Florida is like a, a kind of a cultural export place in a way or like you go there to like experience Florida Mm -hmm. so it's interesting that even their like worst stuff is on display you know it's a a state on display basically open to tourism so I think it's interesting that their blotters even are like more vocal
0: than other
2: states like I wonder if there's a connection between that and like the roadside attraction nature of a place like that
1: yeah it's got a sort of bewilderment to it I guess their transparency can kind of feed that
0: I always get like a real honesty from people in Florida and just like the way that the culture, I feel like, you know, people who are drawn to live there are people who just like kind of want to go and live their life exactly how they want to. You know, they're very, I can't even think of the right word, but besides like honest, but just like, I like to hang out on the beach. That's all I'm going to do for the rest of
2: my life. It often seems like a place of escape. At the same time, you know. It,
0: it does. I, I feel like that's often like a storyline for people who live in the southeast is that their goal is to go and start over again in a place. Typically, you want to do that in a place with nice weather. So I feel like Florida is a place that represents that for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who maybe their lives didn't go so great and suddenly they moved to Florida to kind of turn it all around and. I don't know if Florida is a place to turn your life around. So they a lot of times come back, but uh, it's always like an interesting story. They
1: turned around and then they came back. I do recall being in Orlando um, years ago and meeting a few people who were from somewhere else and it seemed like they maybe burned every bridge that they had wherever they were from and went to Orlando. Uh, Like (laughs) I noticed that being kind of a common theme. Um, I don't know. Interesting. Maybe Florida just attracts all types that need to start anew, and I mean it kind of goes with the retirement thing. You know, it's the whole concept of the snowbird. Um, right, right. And I don't know. Maybe your in laws are one of these, or maybe I guess they lived think, there a long time. Yeah, they live in Tampa, so they're they're definitely
2: not snowbirds. They didn't retire to. No, were. no, right. Yeah, they they grew up there, but yeah, but yeah, like a lot of people. You know, like it's a place of like you said escape from the weather or from the previous life there's also like from you know the Caribbean like Cuba, like it was a place of escape,
1: yeah, there absolutely.
2: um I don't know, yeah so it's, it's
0: kind of it's a haven of sorts,
2: yeah, I wonder if it just feels you know like difficult to define, like we said, like it doesn't quite fit in the south necessarily, so like you just maybe it's in- very inviting to create your own definition in a place like that that doesn't really isn't going to impose something on you, maybe?
0: Well, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's a place that kind of had a similar kind of cultural, uh, I can't think of a good word, but like, not a melting pot, but, you know, like a lot of different cultures have come and kind of converged on there. And it also like kind of attracts people who want to go and live life on their own, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, my family's from West Virginia and people who settled in the Appalachian region are people who are drawn to that, sort of lifestyle, but to like a severe isolationist place. Right, right. Um, But I feel like Florida is kind of for people who want to do their own thing, but around some other people. But also you have like all of the kind of cultural influences that you see throughout the Gulf Coast region with, you know, New Orleans and like Southern Mississippi and everything. Uh, So you get like that kind of Spanish culture and Caribbean and...
1: Yeah, the kind of isolationist thing is prevalent, like in the Keys, too, like with all the you know, parrot head types that go down there to just kind of waste away on just going to be here forever looking for their lost shaker of salt. Yeah, like that's certainly an escapism of itself, of its own breed, too. Yeah.
0: Well, I didn't realize this either that like Key West has a tradition of being a place, like a destination for LGBTQ people. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I guess maybe because of the like relaxed lifestyle and everything that it's been a popular destination for people uh, to kind of go and relax and enjoy themselves and not feel judged. That was something it's, it's a new fact. And it's like the end of the world, right? It's like the tip of America.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It feels that way. I went there once uh, a couple of years ago. When I finally looked at where we were on the map, I got a little bit like freaked out because I was like, you're out there a long way. You know, you, like you drive there. But then you look and you're, you're just surrounded by water, and i never had that experience before. And you're yeah, you're like halfway to Cuba, and it's just like weird. I don't know, It was a weird feeling, but I got over it. There's a lot of drinks down there to help you help you cope with <laughs> yeah. it, help you cope with being so isolated.
0: So was Florida? Florida wasn't the vacation destination when you were a kid, though, right? It was from Colorado? It's kind of a
2: yeah. From Colorado, our our annual like trip was to uh, this camp that I grew up going to. So it was basically like they had a, it was a summer camp like three months out of the year where like each week would be a new rotation. So like they would, they had like four camps for different ages of young adults and kids. Um, But then once a week out of all those years, they had a family camp, which was basically like you and your family would be in a cabin and there'd be other families. And so it was often like, Other friends that we knew from town would also get some of those cabins. So it was kind of like we just had a whole week of smashing things in the woods, building forts, building rockets, riding horses. I didn't like the horses, but, you know, adventure kind of stuff, camping. But it's cabin, cabin camping. That was my annual vacation, summer camps.
0: So do you have any, like, Florida traditions you want to, like, impart to your son? Do you Hmm. have any ideas of, like, things you want to do with him?
2: One thing I like about my wife's side of the family is they really know how to relax, you know? So I felt like sometimes my family vacations, while I enjoyed them, they were usually like... Not the annual vacation. The annual vacation was pretty relaxing. But like whenever we'd go to like Yellowstone or California or even Florida, we went once. It's like you're spending a lot of money, so you're trying to milk every single thing, and so they're not necessarily like relaxing. So one thing I I like about the Florida vacations that I would like to impart to him is just like chill out like having a time where you just chill out that's harder for me to do I've had to learn how to do that instead of like always have a plan in mind
0: I I do like about going there is because I know you know I have like family friends who live there Uh, I can like go and spend days and it probably is one of the few places I ever go and just feel fine if I don't do anything all day Mm -hmm. you know just fall asleep in the, uh, in on the ocean uh <laughs> <laughs> on the beach and you know you get a sunburn and that's fine because you don't have to do anything
1: yeah yeah
0: and go to some weird clubs and eat some seafood and
1: go to club la vila
0: club la vila What's that?
1: club good- la vila is a teen club in is it in panama city it's
0: in panama city
1: world famous teen club where all the teens go so like it's under eighteen only or something like that. Twenty. Uh, I, I don't really remember the age group, but it was where all, we would go when we were in high school, and everyone, everyone in Atlanta schools would go down to Destin and uh, wow. you know, Panama City. That's like just kind of understood. That's where most people go for vacations if you're going on in the spring break. So all the kids would go and club what again? Make mistakes. La Vila. La Vila. Club La Vila.
0: I went on a church group trip. Uh, I didn't grow up in a church, but I, my friends were going to Florida. And I thought, okay, I'll go to Florida and l- <laughs> listen to some church stuff for a while uh, so I could go. And we stayed in a converted motel that was like just like bunk beds and like concrete rooms. But I got to be on the beach. But it was like right down the street from Copa La Villa, And I remember some kids like sneaking out to try to go at night. And I was, I was very like risk-adverse teenager uh, or I was like I think I was younger than teenager didn't but I remember they got in big trouble Oh, uh, big tr- just to go out and grind <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that's the main attraction there yeah like, you can't drink but you can grind
0: yeah they probably <laughs> the, like provide all you can fun. grind <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like a buffet of grinding
2: Teen grinding. No wonder it's an interesting.
0: Yeah, so Club La Vila is a teen grind club. <laughs>
2: and there's like different. There's like a league, you know, and grind contests for teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. I do not want to impart that Florida experience onto my son.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you yeah. have to let him find that for he's, himself. He's got to discover that. For <laughs>
0: the himself. only rule is no grind clubs. No
1: grind clubs. Well, with that, I think we've pretty much covered Florida. Nice. We got Florida covered.
0: Yeah. If you have more to share about Florida, you can get on our Facebook page and talk to us about it.
1: You can have a quiz. Yeah. yeah. If you feel that we've misrepresented the glorious sunshine state in any way.
0: Oh, people are for sure going to feel that way. <laughs> then wrong.
1: please let us know what you th- what you think about it. I think they need to really take this to heart. This is you know we're outsiders.
2: We have an objective view of Florida, and you know they should they should you know
1: step reflect it up, Florida. Reflect on, it. Reflect yeah. on what
2: we've said here today.
1: No, Florida, you're doing great. Yeah. We love you. Yep. On behalf of the state of Georgia, you uh, are our favorite neighbor to the south.
0: <laughs> well thanks so much for coming Marcus. yeah that was fun
2: that's the most f- fun I've ever had on a film podcast I want every
1: podcast to be this way oh I want every podcast guest to be like you Oh, we're all hugging right now
0: <laughs> okay Marcus is our permanent podcast guest
1: <laughs> join us next week when we have Marcus Rosen Trader here to talk about
0: Florida I don't know,
1: Florida again <laughs>
0: Alabama, Alabama. <laughs>
1: we should all talk about a state we've never been to I've never been to Idaho. I've been to Idaho. Do we have to find a state that we've all never been to?
0: I've never been to Texas. Go to the been Facebook to
1: page and tell us a state what? that we haven't been to. Yeah, tell <laughs> us a state that you want us to not have been to. Yeah. And That's
2: we'll let's re- see you re- next yeah, week. <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> see you next week. Is this where your music comes in? Do you have music picked out yet? Mm-hmm. Uh
1: your podcast? No. Kind of. Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We could
1: just use the same music more, Sweet. The The Land podcast is a production of the Hollywood Film Festival. Our engineer is Paul Katzman. Our theme music is provided by Jeffrey Butzer and the compartmentalizationists.